Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Bow, wow, wow. Welcome to May 10th edition of Within the Lines. Coming at you on May 10th. I didn't know what to say there. Why are you looking at me like that, Tyler? I from my mouth. That's all right, Tyler. We're going because I wanted to get that beautiful sound of you going brown chicka brown wow or whatever you're saying for the intro. Um, Welcome back to, uh, you know, it feels like it's been a while since we've done a regular episode. We did the Endgame episode last week, recorded that like almost a week early. So it's kind of been a while. Kind of gave ourselves a little break, like a week off. A little vacation. And I miss it, Jay. I missed it too. Uh, Coming at you today, we got some baseball talk as always. Uh, we got the NBA playoffs going on. Going to talk about that. You know, Celtics just got eliminated literally like half an hour ago. And then uh, you thought it was over with Endgame, but it's not over. We got some more MCU because they dropped Keeps. the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Keeps on coming. I mean, that's, that's the nature of the business. It's beautiful. Let's do it. I don't feel so good. All right, starting the show off with some baseball. Speaking of show, I think it's yeah, I think it's time to say it's showtime. It's showtime. Shohei Otani back. He's only played two games so far at the time of recording. Collected zero hits in both games, right? Yeah, he got an RBI, got a walk, got a hit by pitch. He's been on base three times the past two games. I'll take it. That's better than whoever was taking his place in the lineup was going to do. Justin Bohr? Yeah, that's better than Justin Bohr. Um, 
How does it feel to have Otani back? Oh, it feels Coming great. off Tommy John surgery that he just got in like the beginning of October. Feels End great. Of beginning of October. He's swinging a bat. I am very worried with him being a right-handed throwing pitcher and a left-handed batter. Yeah. But he has a giant elbow guard on that elbow. <laughs> and when he runs, he has like a full arm brace on his arm. Like it goes up to his bicep all the way down to his forearm. Almost yeah, like a J.J. Watt type brace looking thing. And I mean, that's that kind of brings into my criticism of the whole move is like, I don't know if they really should be doing this. You know what? Kind of rushing him. He just had the surgery like seven months ago. It's fine. He feels healthy. He said he was ready to go before they let him go, Jason. So they're holding him back. Okay, sometimes an athlete's biggest weakness is themselves because they just want to get back out there and contribute and they're not really ready yet. Um, This kid's ready to play. Tyler, do you trust the Los Angeles Angels medical staff? Not one bit, which is why I'm just saying fuck it. Why should I get caught up on something that's been historically terrible? I mean, yeah, I get it. He's not throwing or anything, but still seven months, you know, it's his... It's his lead arm. It's his lead elbow. It's power, his extend elbow. All the power comes from the back arm, though. He's all just the power gotta, comes from the hips. He's just got to throw the legs. It out there. Um, that's what someone with no arm says. <laughs> okay, well, he's <laughs> extending with that arm. That's a motion, man. And as someone who had a position player with Tommy John surgery, Corey Seager, I know that he's probably not. Otani's probably not going to hit that good. Like just because Corey Seager is garbage, mm. you're hyping him up before the season, Jason. He has been admittedly poor, but so is Shohei. Through two games, Shohei has been garbage. I will admit that. <laughs> I'm not worried. Um, also not worried that he didn't do a rehab assignment. I mean, no. If you're going to rush him back this soon, who cares about a rehab? Am I right? I mean, they're just he's getting live ABs wherever he gets them. We are not even close to first place in our division. So, fuck it. It would have been cool if he did a rehab because I think the Quakes are playing the 66ers right now and I might have seen him. That would have been cool. Um, but, I don't know. I still don't. I mean, he's not going to pitch again until 2020. Yeah, so it's fine. But, you know, like, the more time he's focusing on hitting, the less time he's focusing on rehabbing for pitching. And I don't know, I just, as a pessimist... That's what you think, Jay? I think him getting in the games <laughs> is actually better for his rehab assignment. I mean, I think two more way, what if he should hit. What if he's Tom not Tom. a pitcher? What if suck, he's not a pitcher need, soon? I'd much rather... What, do you, what is more a, important, Otani the pitcher or Otani the hitter? There was a poll. And everyone I did saying, that poll. You did that poll? Oh, I don't know if... Oh, I think it was. It was on your, the... LA, LA Sports Hub. Yeah. 100% Otani the pitcher, especially for the Angels. I think maybe, depending on how good he hits, like certain people could value his hitting as more because he is an elite-level hitter when he gets – like I think if he can get consistent at-bats, he has the potential to be an elite-level hitter. Maybe. Um, but he's already – like he was a dominant pitcher, and the Angels have no one to pitch. Oh, 57 people, percent of people actually say Otani the hitter is more important yeah, than Yeah, that's Otani. what I'm saying. Everyone's stupid is yeah, what I was getting with there. What I – Power hitting left-handed bat, second year in the league. When does that ever, you know, when does that ever lead to improvements? It only ever leads to regressions. Mm, nope, can't say that's true. Can you think of one power hitting left-hander that did better after a good first rookie season? Uh, Bryce Harper. I don't know if that's true, and I don't even know if he had a good rookie season. I don't know either, but I think he was rookie of the year. Say I'm wrong. I know he had an MVP after his rookie season. So. Okay, yeah, a few years down the line. I'm saying the year immediately after. There's always going to be a sophomore slump. Why should we wait for 2020 to have a sophomore slump? Pitching, when he can get a sophomore slump out of the way hitting. Bryce Harper there's, didn't really have a sophomore slump. There's a bold take for you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't agree with it, but it's your it's your team. It's your player. Yeah, I I think either way he's going to be injured again next year. 
<laughs> um, just going off the Angels. Wow, track here's record. an idea. You know, people can't handle the workload of being a big league pitcher and a big league hitter. I don't think wow. that's the issue. Wow, there's there's an issue. I don't think that's the issue at all because I don't. I think ninety uh, percent broke down. I think ninety percent of Angels pitchers can't handle the you know strain of being a big league pitcher just by that. Dodger pitchers can. That's great. That's the Dodgers medical staff. The Angels is terrible. They should hire you then, Ty. Speaking of Bryce Harper, he's having a terrible season, bro. Yeah, he's not doing too good. Good thing the Dodgers didn't sign him. 236. He's got seven home runs, 25 RBIs. 45 strikeouts. Did you say 226? 236. Oh, okay. 855 OPS, so he's walking a decent amount. I was actually looking at your boy Mike Trout's numbers the other day. He's not doing too fantastic. Yeah, he was injured. He's still getting on base like a fuck ton. Yeah, he's got a 475 on base percentage. Yeah, but he's hitting like 280. 291. Oh, so you even brought it up. Well, well, today, this is probably without today's stats, so he might be lower if he ooh, excuse me, did bad today. Um, You know, he started off hot, cooled off after he missed those couple of games. Unlike Cody Bellinger. Just um, kidding, Bellinger hasn't been phenomenal in May. It'll be all right. Bellinger had two... Ugh, the Dodgers making me mad. Bellinger had two one-hit games to start... Well, he got injured, and then he went like two for five last night. Now he's over two tonight. Okay, Jason, I got I got a question for you here. I got to talk to you. Okay. <clears throat> Dodgers Twitter. Oh, what about it? Why the fuck does everyone like pay, like Pedro Baez? Okay. I just I we follow a couple of people on our on our within the lines page. Yeah. It's all I fucking see on our timeline, and he's eh, he's eh. He blew a save the other night. He's not great. Not so, a save. He he let up runs and lost the game basically. But he's so in. it's kind of like a meme at this point, I guess. Um, but I think a lot of people truly do love him. Um, because he was like really, 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 really bad for okay. <laughs> like a, for like he would just blow everything. And then there was a point where he was like elite, like unhittable. I think it was last year or the year before. He ended the year terribly. Like he. Yeah, twenty. I think it was 2018. He ended the year with a 2.88 ERA, but he let up like over half his runs in like three outings at the end of the year. Oh, shit. But uh, it was just one of those things like he would like choke and then everyone hated him. And then there was a little group that was like, no, he's actually pretty good. It was like one of those, oh, he's so underrated. Well, actually. Yeah, it was like a well, actually <laughs> kind of deal. And then it just kind of blossomed and he's good. So every time he does good, it like builds itself. It's just like a meme. Okay. At I, this was, point. I was lost because I looked at his stats and I'm like, this guy isn't great. He's not bad. He's not great. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he had a 1.41 ERA heading into August in 2017, finished with a 2.95, 2.8. No, yeah, 2.95. This might be the wrong year though. I but, just see I see a lot of Jansen hate and a lot of bias. Oh, love. don't even get me started on the Jansen hate. People are, and as a non-Dodger fan, it's confusing. People are like kind of crazy with Kenley Jansen, but what do I know? No, with Kenley Jansen, he had such a historic year, his like prime, like a year unlike anyone's ever had, honestly. And then everyone kind of became dominant. Everyone came accustomed to that. And then now, now that he's human, you know, everyone's freaking out. But here's the thing about Kenley Jansen. A, closers don't have long primes. Nope. If you watch baseball at all, more than just the Dodgers, you will know that closers don't have long primes. That is why. And then people are going to counter with Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman. That's why those guys are in the Hall of Fame. That's Francisco why... Rodriguez is a counter to that. Yeah. Dude was fucking lights out. Eric Gagne. All... Yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah. I mean, so just think about all the ones. Like, you get a guy like Fernando Rodney. He's had a few elite years. But besides that, he's been eh. 
You know, even Chapman now, like Chapman's still good, but he's not unhittable like he was a few years yeah. ago. Britain, Britain was unhittable. Now he's not even a closer anymore, you know? Mm. And it's just like, they don't have long prime. So first of all, you know, it's already going against him. He was great for like eight years and he's still, he's still not yeah, bad. He's still elite. I'm a, I wrote an article about this, about how the reactions are overblown. I'm going to throw some stats at you. Let me hear him. Let's see. This is good when we just talk about stuff you actually write about. You look all prepared and everything. It had nothing to do with the podcast. I know. We didn't, we didn't pre-plan this. Only three pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball. Wow, I didn't capitalize baseball on that. What a freaking noob. Amateur. Have compiled a season in which they made 40 or more saves with one or fewer blown saves and an ERA under 1.4. Okay. So 40 or more saves, only blew one or one or fewer ERA under 1.4. Eric Gagne in 2003 when he set the saves record. Mm-hmm. Zach Britton in 2016 when he had his insane year. And Kenley Jansen in 2017. So, Jansen also ranks 7th all-time in saves for the first nine seasons of his career. And he didn't become the Dodgers' full-time closer until his third season. If we narrow the results from the third year through the ninth year, Jansen has the 5th most all-time. Even more impressive, I'm just quoting myself now, <laughs> of the 56 closers all-time with 150 or more saves in their first nine seasons, Jansen ranks third all-time in save percentage. That is better than Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. Damn. And even in the last two years, and even if the last two years have not seemed great for Jansen, he still ranks ninth in the MLB in save percentage for pitchers with 25 saves or more. So the last two years, he ranks ninth in save percentage, 25 saves or more. And he is one of two pitchers with 50 or more saves in that time. Him and Edwin Diaz. So he's getting a lot of saves. Like, you know, baseball, you know, it's the law of averages. The more you're out there, the more blown. Like, the more save opportunities you have, the worse your save percentage is probably going to get. You know, you go four for 10, you hit 400, but you have 100 at bats, you're not going to hit 400. So Also, bold take for you here, Jason. What? I don't like saying it either. What's that, Ty? The fact that the Dodgers are so good. Uh huh. He's being forced to go out there back to back to back nights. Yeah, he went out there three nights in a row. Like, of course he's gonna struggle. That's what I'm saying. The fact that the Dodgers are always <laughs> in a position to win, you always want your closer on the mound when that happens. Yeah, he's gonna get worn out. Oh, absolutely. And his percentage is gonna go down. Absolutely. Like, is Kenley Jansen not as good as he used to be? Yeah, I'm not refuting that whatsoever. But even him now is still better than most of the league. I would say if Kenley Jansen was on the Angels, he'd never blow a save. He'd only finish with like 20 of them. Well, and that's what I tell people too. Like my dad will complain about Kenley Jansen or something. I'll be like, you, like, okay, sorry, Riley. I know you're listening to this. I say it to Riley all the time. She complains. I'm like, Riley, you don't know what it's like to be a fan of a bad team. Like you started liking <laughs> the Dodgers in 2016. We've made the playoffs. You know, I've kind of forgot what it's like to like a bad baseball team. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but you've only known like this dominant version of Kenley. Like try being the Angels. Try mm. being the team mm. that literally like just blows leads mm. like it's no like you know what I mean like within this week we've let up double digit runs twice exactly it's it's just a spoiled fan base being upset about you know their guy regressing which he is regressing he's not the same you know but he's still great and it's just I cannot wait until the Dodgers are terrible why would you say that I just can't wait just with with all the dare I say ignorant fans. And not like stupid, but genuinely ignorant. It's going to be great when their team isn't great. And they don't know what to do with themselves. Well, a lot of those fans are also Laker fans. And <laughs> look at their team. Absolutely. Right and a lot of those fans are also Raider fans. <laughs> and I mean, the Dodgers is their one. 2001. 
Um, but that's yeah, that's the thing about Kenley. It's just it's just frustrating. It is. Um, you know what isn't frustrating, Jason? What is when you are spot on on a preseason pick? Oh, really? I was going to transition to something else, but I like your transition. What are you talking about? I don't know what your transition was. My transition. Your Cy Young pick. My American hot? League Cy Young pick. What is his ERA now Jason. under five? Yes, it is finally under five. I'm looking up the stats right now. That they went 12 innings, so he didn't even get a win. That's okay. According to Chris, Baseball Reference, it's still a 5.25. Chris, well, that's wrong because he just pitched it today. Didn't update today, yeah. Chris Sale threw eight innings, a three-hit ball, had an immaculate inning. Jason. Okay. For some of the lesser baseball fans, that is nine pitch, three strikeout inning. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yep. 14 strikeouts. Yeah. And didn't get the win. The start before that, he went six scoreless with 10 Ks. He's heating up, Jason. And my pick took some time to settle in. But God, it feels good to be a gangsta. You can't proclaim that your pick is doing amazing. Like, he's, he's had two good back. starts. He's bringing it back. That's all there is to it. He had a cold start. He's back on Cy Young pace. <laughs> we'll see about that, Ty. We will definitely see Jason, about that. Jason, 14 strikeouts. Come on now. My prediction is a 3.21 ERA. He's doing okay. Yeah, okay. He doesn't win a Cy Young, Jason. Immaculate inning with 14 strikeouts wins a Cy Young. That's one start. <clears throat> he also was playing the Orioles, which... He was also playing the Orioles. It's like your, a double-A team. <laughs> your NL your pick, Aaron Nola, has a 4.57 ERA. They're hovering around the same. They're going to heat up. Who is my... Oh, DeGrom. I think he's still out, right? I don't know. Darn my yeah, rookie know. of the year pick, Peter Alonso, hit a moonshot last night. Uh, my rookie of the year pick... Fernando Tatis Jr., still injured. Yep. Um, how's Vladdy Jr. doing? I actually haven't seen anything about him. He's probably just doing eh. Like, you he's know. probably not doing good. That's what I'm saying. He's probably not doing anything special, which everyone He's hitting 162. Have, yeah, everyone should have expected this, but he was so hyped up. Everyone yeah. expected him to like drop into the lineup, bat 350, and hit you know yeah. 35 bombs. Yeah, he's hitting 162. Yeah, dude, MLB The Show gave him a gold card. Yeah. A base gold card right away. It's absurd. Max Muncy's not even a gold. He's a rookie player who was unproven, and like I was, I was hyped to see him, but I was not expecting him to be an All Star's first season. Yeah, it's, it's just the hype train on him. But um, you can go ahead and do your transition now. Oh, because we were talking about Dodger Twitter. I was going to talk about my me retiring in Dodger debates. Ah, oh, Jason, what a fun, fun week we had. Well, this we almost recorded an emergency podcast just to talk about how angry I was at my online. You're getting heated. My I, Twitter I arguments. In, I jumped in with you for one tweet, and the, yeah, you just didn't get a response. Um, I'm retiring from Twitter arguments, Twitter debates about the Dodgers. And why is that, Jason? What happened? Okay, here's the thing. Tell the nice man where he touched you. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad about the people I debated with, because. I've never really wanted to go that route. Okay. But just the pure, like, dare, I don't want to say ignorance, but there's just, it's something, it's like they have a perception of me and they don't understand me and they debate me and they, it's just frustrating, man. And it's like, I get, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know where to start. I pull in facts and I get, you know, accused of having a massive ego for pulling in facts and I freaking disagree with someone and it's this and then if i end up being right and i re-mention it it's you know it's just like if someone constantly changes their mind and i tell them like dude why are you changing your mind just to debate me it's so like grown as a person and it's just like it's pointless i'm over it like 
Twitter's cool. Twitter's whatever. I'm going to see tweets, you know, and it's just, I'm over it. It's a waste of my time, especially when the people in in question literally admitted to me once that they sometimes will change their mind just to debate or whatever, like argue something they don't believe. And I'm just, I just think that's absurd. It's a waste of my time. I agree with this. Now, Jason, we have talked on this podcast about your Twitter. Yes. I think you need to keep debating people for the brand. I think I'm losing followers. Oh, fuck. I don't really care about followers. Well, for the brand, though, Jason, we care about followers. For my career, I don't want to say something and get in trouble because... You're a statistical people man. are pushing my buttons, bro. You're a statistical man. You just back it up with cold, hard facts, and people can't take that. <sighs> people let their emotions get the best of them. Yeah. They say stupid shit. I don't care about my career. I don't yeah. plan on being a journalist. I'll say whatever the <laughs> fuck I want. They say stupid shit, and then when they get told facts... They get a little silly. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Let's just do story time. I, I, I want to okay. explain. So this all started. Well, if you don't know, I'm probably going to tweet at these people. I've muted them on Twitter. I have not tweeted them since this incident, but I'm going to tweet at them after this podcast drops. Let them know we talked about them. That way, you know, it's not like talking about their back. Hello, Frank. Frank Talk LA. Hello, Michael Whitman. I don't I know you I was going to say at. keep them anonymous, but that's on you. Um. So basically... What happened was, what had happened was, is, I'm not going to go into all the personal details, because some of them were private messages, and I don't want to put that on blast, I never, that was never my intention, because I could, and I could make Frank look very bad. There was a dumb, dumb, (laughs) why are you laughing? Just continue. There was, okay, so the Damian Lillard shot over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Pops it from 37 feet, we talked about that two episodes ago. We discussed it on the podcast. Paul George has a hand in his face, he drains it. Damian Lillard is ice cold. He's an assassin. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Great shot. You know, Paul George made the the fact like, hey, that was a bad shot by him. Like, that's the shot we want him to take. And I was like, yeah. You know, yeah. on the LA Sports Hub Twitter, I was like, he's not wrong. Like, you tell, you blindly tell someone like, okay, you're going to force Damian Lillard to take a 37-foot contested shot. How do you like your chances? A lot of people are going to like their chances. I think you ask any unbiased fan, and they're going to say Absolutely. that's the shot they want. And a lot of Laker fans might hate Paul George because he kind of stood them up, and that was kind of what was feeling it. I saw a lot of Lakers Twitter bashing Paul George, more than normal NBA Twitter. Normal NBA Twitter is already insane. And it's just, so I tweeted, you know, it was, he's kind of right, blah, blah, blah. Me and Frank got in a debate about whether or not it was a right shot, and that's kind of subjective, so I can't say Frank was wrong. It's his opinion. I believe that. If you force someone to take a 37-foot contested shot, it's pretty self-explanatory that that's not a good shot. But, hey, if you want to say that's a good shot, then coach a basketball team and have them take those shots and see the results. Um, but And then I quoted something. You know, He was one for nine in his career the last five years in the regular season. And I think the stat was that he was five for five in the series from 30 or more feet. And that stat actually helps Frank's argument. Granted, four of the five from 30... 30 plus feet were with from 30 to 33 feet. It was like mm-hmm. only one was made from more than 33 feet. So it was kind of a skewed stat. Like you kind of played the numbers. They that opened was, up the range to make it look better. That was the actual stat. Frank said he was eight for 12 and I just disregarded it. I was like, whatever. He comes back with another tweet that says he was five for five. So I was like, wait, he said earlier he was eight for 12. This tweet says he's five for five fact checked. He was indeed five for five. So I tweeted him like, so was that stat just a blatant lie or like, where'd you get that? And he said, you know, from Lillard's mouth himself. And I was like, I forgot what he said. He said sources or something. Or, I don't know what he said. And I was like, oh, did you just pull it out of thin air? I said something like that. And he was like, no, I got it from Lillard himself. 
And I was like, well, that's a biased person, you know. You no, know, a check. player can say they're the best player in the league. The player can say they could do whatever. Yeah, and Lillard said, I believe I was 8 for 12. Like, it wasn't cold hard fact. Yeah, either way, it doesn't make it a fact. They can say whatever the fuck they want. That, yeah. You know, well, I dunked it from the fucking three-point line. And Frank got mad uh-huh. thinking I was calling him a liar. I, when I asked, I was like, was that stat a lie? Or where did you get it from? Because it was a wrong stat. And he was pushing it like it was true. And as someone who likes my stats, I don't like that. I don't like trying to make someone else look... Because one of the dangers of running of arguing with stats, and this is a danger I run into, is you make yourself look like an asshole if your stats are wrong. If I throw stats at your face and they're wrong, I just look like the stats guy that doesn't watch. And to throw stats and to not research, like that's kind of a dangerous thing to do. 100%. And so whatever, it was whatever. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to apologize to you. Like, you were wrong. You know, like, I didn't call you a liar. I said, was that, that a blatant lie? Whatever. And then he tweeted me a few days later. I didn't even see it. I was at a golf tournament with my dad when I saw it. Uh, like a hoops magazine or whatever quote tweeted Damian Lillard saying like, Oh, I was eight from 12 saying like, Oh, Dame was eight from 12. And he, he tweeted out LA sports. i like, see, you are wrong. You were wrong or whatever. And I responded, I was like, no, I'm not wrong. That's, that's a third party source. That's a third party. That's sourcing Lillard just like you did. Yeah. And then, so that happened. He was telling me I was wrong. He's like, are you going to apologize now? And I was like, no, you still incorrectly stated something as fact. And just because this magazine said it was fact doesn't make it a fact. Like, I'm not going to apologize because you got it wrong and you think you're right right now. And that's when it got into the private messages. I'm not going to say everything he said, but he did kind of attack me personally saying my ego is going to hold me back in my career. And that I was saying lib- libelous things about him. All And what really got me, what really pissed me off with this one is he went on this long old rant that i'm not i'm not going to say all of it but went on this long old rant knowing the entire time in the back of his mind that he did not check it he knew the entire time saying this in the back of his mind like hey i still might not be right about this but i'm gonna come to you message you privately on the twitter account that fansided oversees and fansided can see the messages and tell me i have a massive ego and i'm not going to be successful because of it and i was like and i i responded civilly and i was like okay I'm going to do some fact-checking. That's my favorite thing to do. Basketball reference, 5 for 5. NBA.com, 5 for 5. And there, I think I did ESPN. I didn't send it to him, 5 for 5. And I just messaged him back like, hey, so I would like to have a discussion about this because usually when I prove someone wrong, they don't respond. Like, I don't like that you said all these things about me. You know, hopefully we can grow from this, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't message me back a few out for a few hours. I see him tweet a few times. So I message him privately on my account like, hey, are you just not going to respond to the LA Sports Hub message or what? And he's like, well, if you're going to say more false things about me, I guess I'll make it true. Something like that. And then it just went into a whole debate about, I don't even remember what the debate was about. It obviously meant that little to me. And I was like, Frank, at the end of the day, you knew you were wrong. Or you might not have known you were wrong, but you knew that you didn't fact check yourself and you took your word by law. Like, how is that not an ego? You just assumed you were right and then attacked me. And then all that. And then I didn't talk to Frank for a few days. And then this stuff I don't really care if I talk about because it was public. Michael Whitman tweeted something about how he'd rather have Chris Taylor in a clutch shot over Corey Seager. And to his credit, Chris Taylor has actually gotten on a hot streak before, after he tweeted this, you know. But still, I would still take Corey Seager over Chris Taylor, you know what I mean? And I've noticed with Michael, and I said it kiddingly, like I didn't, I said you're really reaching for the engagements. Because I've noticed he kind of took in the Chris Taylor meme, like the Pedro Baez meme. Mm Mm-hmm. He took on the Chris Taylor meme like, oh, Chris Taylor's great. Chris Taylor's this, Chris Taylor's that. And I thought he was joking. Like, I didn't think he was serious. So that's why I said you're really reaching for those engagements, like just trying to be funny. And I guess he was serious. And 
Let's see. I, I guess he was serious. He also is a large part of Dodgers Twitter who kind of a guy who will tweet things just to make Dodgers Twitter who might be more ignorant fans like it. And that's the thing. Like I was trying to Michael's, you know, like he's playing the game. Good for him. I respect it. But he's someone I've debated and he'll say one thing. One. He literally said that he would trade Cody Bellinger for Real Muto in the offseason. And I said, I told him at that time, like, no, that's not I wouldn't do that. And then he tweeted a few weeks ago, like, oh, you know, anyone. Oh, no, because they mentioned on Sportnet's LA, like all the fans that said Real Muto should get traded for Bellinger or whatever. And I added him like, remember, you were one of those. And he was like, no, I wasn't. And then I I found the tweet and I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, you were. I was like, you said if we didn't have Kiebert Ruiz, which is our catching prospect, that you would trade Real Bellinger for Real Muto, meaning that without our prospect, you think that Real Muto is more valuable than Bellinger. He's like, well, we have Ruiz. So, no, I wouldn't do it. I was like, you literally admitted like, you know, he just he deleted all his old tweets. (laughs) <laughs> I went back. That's always a good sign. Yeah, I went back to find these tweets, and I actually had screenshots from a previous argument when I told him that, dude, you change your mind so much. Like, what <laughs> is it? So when you delete your tweets, like that's kind of you know. But yeah, someone who kind of reaches out for engagement. So I was kidding. I thought we were on good terms. And he said, check the stats in the last two weeks. So what do I do? I check the stats in the last two weeks. He says, check the stats in the last two weeks, and then quotes last seven games. And I was like, well, in the last two weeks, Seager's been better. Like by your but your domain you just said, you're wrong. And then he just said last seven games, Seager's worse. So I said, so you're going to let a week dictate that decision? He said, yes. Well, yes, the tweet does say right now. But as I've seen in the past replies, your reading comprehension isn't that great. And that's what pissed me off. 100%. I was like, dude, you're with fan-sided. I could, I could, you know, show that to someone. And you could probably lose your job. Like, you're not supposed to attack people. Like, Coworkers. My reading comprehensive. And I responded with the whole, like, your reading comprehension isn't that great. Like, the lowercase, uppercase, lowercase. The Spongebob thing. Yeah. And then with a star, star says Taylor has been better the last 14 days, then quotes the last seven days as an argument because Seager has been better the last 14 days. Pretty much saying, like, you can't even comprehend the own thing you said. Yeah, you're the one who said it, and then you changed it in the same tweet. <laughs> but then I, you know, I said my reading comprehension, nice one. But you're right, I get it. If Chris Davis is a better week than Mike Trout, which is a tiny sample size, I'll be just sure I'll be sure to know that he's the better option at the moment when really Seager has been better the last 14 days, as you said. But go ahead and ignore this tweet as I prove you wrong for the millionth time as you continue to tweet engagement field bogus that you'll end up deleting in three months like your past tweets. Or just change your argument, which you seem to do weekly. Boom. Didn't say anything. You know, like, I tried not to attack him personally, but he pissed me off, dude. You mentioned my reading comprehension. I was just like... Again, that's personally attacking someone. And then Frank hops in, and this is when Frank comes back into the story and why I <laughs> muted him. I guess a guy who runs a blog is going to be jaded into thinking... Uh, other people are always see, seeking clicks. And I was like, okay, so you're going to make fun of me running a blog. And that's just when the that's when you hopped in. So, Frank, you're just mad at me because you incorrectly quoted a fact. Oh, by the whole libel thing, I also proved to him why it wasn't libel. I was like, hey, I'm actually taking a college class right now where I learned how to prove libel. I can tell you why that's not libel. And he said, going again with the ego because I said, I'm taking a college class and I can prove <laughs> you wrong. Like, maybe that's a little egotistical, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, you know, I'm not, if you're going to accuse me of libel and I know that you're not doing it, like, yeah, I'm going to tell you that you're not doing it. And I'm going to preface it by telling you, Hey, I'm have a college class. Like I'm not just pulling this out of my I'm ass. Like I know it on this. Subject. I know what I'm talking about. Frank, you're mad at me because you incorrectly quoted a fact private message me that I defamed you and had an ego when you didn't even fact check the fact and insisted I was wrong. You using the damn successful blog I run as an attempt at a burn is laughable. Pretty damn successful over a million page views a month. I'll give you guys some ego for that. Humble brag. Humble brag. That's definitely some ego right there. (laughs) 
But there's no that's that's pride. There's a difference between a pride pride and an ego. He said, one, I'm not mad at anyone. Two, one of us has moved on from the libel and ego issues. Sorry you haven't. Hey, you tweeted you're like tweeting at me and like He's the one coming back with it randomly in a conversation that who wasn't a part of yeah like i literally <laughs> did my best to ignore you because i was over it three no one was trying to burn anyone else i was simply making the point that someone who runs a blog will be jaded into thinking other people are seeking, seeking clicks nothing more so it's one of those like i didn't outright burn you but you know i i mean it but when you say i burned you i'm gonna say i didn't actually do it because whatever yeah and i said it's almost like a subtweet type thing where you tweet, you know, you say something about no, something. No, that wasn't about like, oh, you. No, 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 And that's when I said, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get over you trying to lecture me about why my ego is going to hold me back in my career, knowing the entire time you never even fact-checked the fact at hand and that you were so upset about. Not something I'll just forget. Sorry, Frank. Sorry. And then he responded, sorry to hear you're unwilling to check said ego sooner or later. That's when you hopped in. There's a difference between being ego, I think you meant egotistical, from being ego and being educated enough to call someone out when they use incorrect stats or cherry pick stats to fit their take. And he just put no doubt. So he also didn't attack me there. I would just like to say um, my my you know grammar error there. Yeah. I told you I wasn't going to get into it because I was a little tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> so I completely, what is it? Abstain? Abstain. Yeah. That's the right word. That's not on me. <laughs> And then that's when I said, Frank, you literally lectured me despite knowing in the back of your head that you never even checked yourself. You assumed you were right and I was wrong. You then took time out of your day to private message me with, quote, career advice. Who is the one with the ego? I didn't lecture you, but I can understand why you feel that way. I also didn't assume anything. I simply proved you were, I simply proved that your false acquisition was indeed false, all the while admitting that I was a novice with stat research. Anyway, I'm over it. So I, I admitted that you saying, the incorrect stat was a lie. I, I admitted that you were wrong, but I also admitted that that incorrect stat that you said was a lie was indeed a lie. It might not have been a lie from Frank's mouth, but it was a lie. Like it wasn't true. So he just false. If anything, it was false. And yeah. he didn't check if it was false. But he pretty much just said like, oh, you were, I proved that you were wrong for saying I was wrong. But I also admitted that I was wrong. Like it, everybody's wrong in this situation. Apparently. That's why I'm done on Twitter. And you did not simply prove those things. You messaged me pretty hurtful things that I take seriously. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to post the screenshots. Is that's between us? You, you know what you said. I know what you said. And if you expect me to simply get over it, you'll be disappointed. And then he, and then he said, "I'm truly sorry you feel that way." And I said, "And how is that not an egotistical thing to say? I'm not sorry for what happened. I'm sorry you're upset about it. I'm done talking about it over a keyboard. If you ever want to talk man to man, let me know. You're not going to see me in your mentions anymore. Have a good night." And I'm done. I'm not arguing with him. I muted him because I didn't want to unfollow him or block him because I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. But Frank, if you are listening to this, if you listen to this whole thing, probably not. I'm, like I said, I'm going to tweet at them, see if they are interested in what I have to say about them. Um, Look, dude, I'm just a 20-year-old kid, man. Like, <laughs> I'm a 20-year-old kid that's trying to make out a career somewhere. And like, I appreciate, I never want to tell someone how to be a fan and I appreciate the different kinds of fans. And I'm not saying you don't, but I know what I'm talking about. Like, if you talk to anyone I know, like, I know what I'm talking about baseball. Me and Tyler talk about things on the podcast all the time, and I pull out random stats out of my ass and random things out of my ass. Doesn't mean I'm right all the time, you know, and does I have been wrong in the past. I wanted the Dodgers to get John Carlos down, which would have been a massive mistake in hindsight. And it's just like, I don't, I just don't get it. It's like over a keyboard, it's like, 
because Frank, I like, I know he's he's like a dad. He's like our our dad's age, dude. He might be younger, but I don't know his age. No. But it's just like instead of being so defensive all the time and trying to debate someone, how about you like just understand what someone is saying and like. If you hear me actually talk, you might realize, like, hey, this Jason guy isn't as egotistical as I think. And, like, hey, he's just trying to get a, get his point across, you know? I think there's just a key thing it comes down to. There's a difference between sports debates, which are all fun, and then arguments. There's a difference between attacking someone personally and disagreeing on yeah, sports Yeah, every views. debate turns into, like, just a personal attack, I feel like. Yeah. It happens all the time. That's why I'm retiring. Yeah, but I, we got to build the brand. I got it in a debate about why Alex Verdugo is going to be better than Jock Peterson, which so far he has been this year. And some dude just started fucking attacking me, telling me I didn't know how to look at stats and I didn't know this and I didn't know that. And then I countered and I was like, okay, all the stats you're using for Jock Peterson, like they're not right. Like you're contradict, you're contradicting yourself. And then it was just like, you don't know what to look at. Like you're dumb, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, got block out the haters. I need to block out the haters. That's why I'm done debating on Twitter. And if but we gotta build the brand. And if anyone wants to talk to me, they could, they could. I don't know. If anyone has uh, Twitter issues with Jason, just at me in it. I'll take it. Talk, over. talk to me face to face. I'll take. Now, over. I don't want to make it sound like I'm gonna fight someone because I'm not gonna fight anyone over Twitter. Just but I'm just talk. over it. Just civil talk, man to man. Everyone's more civil when they're not over the phone. Exactly. That's my whole point. Is like people love being keyboard warriors, I think especially on Twitter. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, all of you guys are terrible people. Because you're Dodger fans. But that should unite you. <laughs> you should be united in being terrible Dodger fans. Oh, man. Sorry you're an Angel fan, buddy. Hey, Dodgers <laughs> are up 4-2. Hey, Angels lost like 10-3, to 10-2. to two. Um, My spiel's over, though. That was like a 15-minute spiel. That was a long spiel. It's all right. It needed to be said. It did so need everyone, to be said. I got it off my chest. I don't have just, to talk about it ever again. Let's just be nicer on Twitter. Let's have civil debates about sports. We can disagree. Let's double-check our facts. Let's not get defensive. Personally attack people on issues. Yep. Let's be willing to admit we're wrong. Definitely, yep. That's the big thing. And uh, let's just let's just enjoy sports. Dude, that's so hard. Let's just enjoy sports. My team has lost two World Series in a row. I don't think I can ever enjoy it again. Maybe that's the issue. You guys are all just fucking bitter. <laughs> Honestly, Every Dodger probably fucking bitter. Probably, man. What about basketball, Ty? You wrote basketball in our, I wrote basketball. In our outline. Got the playoffs, Jason. How Are you even following it? Boston Celtics just got eliminated tonight. I told you that, yes. Did you know that before I yep. told you? They oh, were down 3-1. Okay. to one. What was that look? Oh, I just looked at the Golden, the Warriors-Rockets score, and the Warriors are winning by 20. Oh, with two shit. minutes left in the first half. What's that uh, series at? 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Great series. Um, the Greek Freak has been going off. Well, yeah, he just beat the Celtics. I'm, I'm jumping back to that. Okay. He's been going off. The man's a monster. I think my, my prediction's going to come true, Jason. It's very obvious. Bucks Warriors. Well, at least Bucks. Yeah, um, obviously, dude. James Harden's eye is really creeping me out. He got poked in the eye. Twice. <laughs> you know, I listened to Bill Simmons' podcast, and he's like a huge basketball nut, and their basketball conversations are like so in-depth and stuff. And then I just like... Listen to our basketball <laughs> conversations, and we sound like freaking cavemen, dude. Um, yeah. What do you got? Um, I haven't watched a ton, honestly. I've just been too busy to sit in front of a TV and watch it. But I've watched stuff here and there, and like I kind of know what's going on. I know Ben Simmons is kind of people are not liking Ben Simmons right now. Who are they playing? Jazz. 
Oh my god. The Jazz aren't even in the same conference, Ty. That just showed your basketball knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's why you I know only team talk- Ben Simmons is on? Yeah, the 76ers. Yeah, he's they're playing the Raptors, my friend. Raptors. Okay, that's what there's a reason I only talked about two of the four games that are going on in <laughs> series. No, just cuz he's kind of like he doesn't have a jump shot and then he's kind of like not showing up. Like he's just like disappearing. Like he'll get the ball past half court, kind of pass it away and then just kind of do nothing, clog um, the lane. Correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't Ben Simmons not been able to shoot all season? Yeah, but playoff basketball, it's different. They kind of game Expect plan people more to be a different player. You, well, yeah, but in <laughs> in the regular season, he was doing a lot of like pick and rolls and getting to the basket and all that kind of stuff. He's not doing that because they know like that he's going to do that, and they're just kind of like shutting, shutting him down, forcing him to shoot, and he can't shoot. He's so not he's even not shooting. Anything. He's just like he's literally just like passing it and then kind of just like hanging out, hanging out. Yeah, like I, you know, I got nothing to do here. It's tough. Yeah, Kawhi's going insane. Kawhi's probably going to be a clipper. That was the other one. He's a monster. Trailblazers, Nuggets. Trailblazers won in four OTs. That was a few games ago, though. Denver's up 3-2, though. I don't really want to see a Denver. Denver-Golden State might be fun. Jokic. I don't know if you know who Jokic is, but he's insane. He's going to be like top three MVP. He's probably going to finish third. So look at my basketball knowledge. (laughs) Am I right? Who did you hear say that? Uh, Pardon my take. (laughs) Yeah, Jokic has been great. That series will be all right, but I don't know. I'm just excited for the offseason, Kevin Durant. Dude, this the offseason's insane. It's loaded this year, man. It's going to be a wild one. It's loaded. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, potentially Kyrie Irving if he opts out of his deal. Chris Middleton's pretty good. Um, Nikola Vucevic, he was an all-star this year. Kemba Walker. Your boy DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> as you shake your head, not knowing. Um, there's just Tobias Harris. <laughs> Dude, there's so many. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> the offseason is going to be so sick, and I can't wait till the Lakers get no one. <laughs> I kind of want to see. I'm kind of, no, because LeBron's on the Lakers now, so I'm kind of a Lakers fan. I've become the thing I hate the most. That's tough. That's real tough. Um, Brad, at the time of recording this, too, Clay Thompson came out. And there was like something released that, uh, of course, I can't find it. He's so reportedly disgruntled with his with his role on the team. I wrote an yeah. article about it. Maybe that's what you saw. Um, I saw something. It was just it was a quote of what he said exactly. Well, I don't know what he said exactly. Oh, so the quote Stephen is: a. Clay Thompson reportedly is unhappy as he's quote unquote tired of sitting around and getting the crumbs left behind. Take it for a grain of salt. It was by Stephen A. on first take. He did preface it by saying, though, and he wasn't just like, oh, Clay Thompson's sick of this. He prefaced it by saying, like, I've got people on the inside who are telling me that Clay Thompson is sick of, you know, picking up the crumbs or whatever. Now, that is extremely believable, though, for a player who is as good as Clay Thompson, because he's legitimately a top 10 three point shooter, possibly of all time. Oh, he's like top five all time. Exactly. But then he's stuck with the team with Stephen Curry and fucking Kevin Durant on it. Yeah, but if KD leaves, maybe that convinces him to stay. Maybe they both leave. Warriors dynasty is over. We what? actually have competition for the finals. I think either way, with KD leaving, most likely their dynasty is over. Yeah, probably. They'll be a playoff team. They'll give teams some tough matchups. Don't get me wrong. And when they got, could you know, still make the you, finals. When you but... lose a guy who has the last two finals MVPs. Well, yeah, and he's he's kind of put the Warriors on his back so far. Oh, yeah. Like, Steph is still good and everything, but KD's like been like, nah, 
I think everyone, everyone forgot how good I was. I think it was every like one out of four games, Steph Curry doesn't even put up twenty points in the playoffs. Really? Yeah, something absurd like that. Like he's you know in the teens as someone who's viewed as such an elite player as him. It's like one out of every four games he doesn't even make twenty points. I mean, he's got five tonight at halftime. Exactly. <laughs> so he just doesn't show up in the playoffs. Well, he did their first title run, but not as much. Well, he didn't even win e- the Finals MVP. Exactly, not as much as you would expect him to, though. KD twenty, twenty four and two. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be wide open though. But Clay, yeah, it'd be. I think he he would literally be perfect. I don't think he would be perfect on the Lakers. Lakers need a oh, shooter. 100%. They need a second star who's not going to want the spotlight. They need someone who could play defense and defend the other team's best guy. Um, and then, you know, it just works out. They need a shooting guard. Yeah, it'd work out great, especially with LeBron and him on the court. LeBron's so dominant and can get to the rim and then dishing it out to Clay. Mm hmm. Look at well. you. <laughs> well. I, I, I hear you trying to talk basketball. Because I, I know what I'm talking about. Talking basketball. It would work out, but we'll see what happens. I mean,. The the Warriors can still offer him a max contract this summer, and when Katie leaving, they have the space. So I wouldn't be. I it could just be nothing, honestly. Have you seen that stuff about? I think it's Max Kellerman. Yes. Tried saying Kawhi is more clutch than Kobe. Yeah. How do you feel as a as a Kobe hater? How do you feel about that, Jay? I mean, if Kawhi, if Kawhi puts together like a fifteen twenty year resume of doing the stuff he's doing now, plus his Finals MVP before. You can make that case, but it's way too soon to make that case. Come on now. He I looks like damn good, but to say he's better than Kobe? But I don't know. That's one of those things. Is, are you arguing overall resume, or are you just arguing like Kobe's most clutch playoff series versus Kawhi's most clutch playoff series? Probably still take Kobe. Look at you giving Kobe some love. Jason's a Kobe Kobe's stand. No, I don't. <laughs> Kobe's great. He's the top, like. Eight player all time, seven player all time. It's just he's way overblown, man. Way overblown. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was thinking about this because we had our goat debate. Well, not really our goat debate, but we talked about greatest of all time type players. And like, oh, is now the most dominant time? And then we were saying like, well, every decade kind of like. There, what if in like 10, 15, well, I don't know when it would happen. Yeah, what if in like 10, 15 years, like Kobe Bryant is viewed as like the second greatest of all time? Because all the people now that are like MJ's the GOAT, all the people in the sports media on Sports Center, they were all like our age when he was like dominating. You know, not all of them, but you A figure lot of them. 92 was his first year. If they were 20, that was 25 years ago. So they're like 45, 50. Like that's, you know, a lot of them are older. You know, that he was great in their, like, you know, mm. when they started their career. So, a lot of people who were great or who were starting their career when Kobe was so great in, like, 10, 15 years when they're, you know, the talking heads on ESPN and stuff. People our age are the talking heads on ESPN. When I'm on ESPN debating to next to someone, just kidding, that probably won't happen. <laughs> um, they're probably going to be Kobe stands. And Kobe might get a little more love because of that. I think it would be interesting if there was social media back when Jordan played. Yeah. To see those kind of debates going on. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't really know. This is bad on me, but like, I don't know who the goat was before MJ. I th- I'm assuming Kareem. I'm assuming Kareem. Yeah. I mean, I still I think Kareem could make a case for being the goat over MJ, but MJ's just that's the thing. Maybe that's how it's gonna be. Maybe everyone, you know, what? In maybe in 20 years, years, Kareem's the goat, and all the MJ oh, love maybe. is faded because. All the people who grew up watching MJ are now not covering the sport well, anymore. Well, I was going to say maybe in 15 years, everyone's saying, you know, Kobe's the GOAT, LeBron's the GOAT. 
But there could be a case for Jordan. But it's like how it is now, how Jordan's accepted as a GOAT. They accept LeBron as the GOAT. Yeah, I don't I don't know. They if, accept Kevin Durant as the GOAT. I don't know if that'll ever happen, though, because our generation still grew up, like, knowing that MJ was better than these. Like, all these guys were measured to MJ. But I wouldn't be surprised in, like, 20 years when you have guys that didn't see MJ play and didn't see um, Kareem play, mm-hmm. and they're just looking at resume. And they're like, hey, you know, I think this. I think we should talk about how Kareem's the greatest of all time, not Michael Jordan. Because if you look at the resume, Kareem's, it's close, dude. It's really close. I love how you ignored my Kevin Durant's the GOAT comment. Dude, if Kevin Durant wins one title outside of Golden State, he can, he'll crack like top seven, top eight all time. I think he's making the, I mean, it doesn't even, I was going to say the Tom Brady type resume. <laughs> but Tom Brady has a lot of stats to back it up yeah. also. I'm just saying he's getting all of the team awards and finals. Well, no, KD's MVPs. like a scoring machine and stuff, though. That's what I'm saying. He's also racking up. Well, I guess it is really similar to Brady. Yeah. So he's making all of the numbers and everything, but he's getting those team awards and the finals and the finals MVPs yep. and everything that. Dude, if he wins this year, he'll have as many rings as LeBron. I think could back him up. He, yeah. In GOAT debates. Everyone will talk about how he went to the Warriors, but he's been the best player on the Warriors. He I don't know. It depends what he team does. And made it his team, arguably. If he leaves Golden State and doesn't win a ring anywhere else, I don't think he's in that conversation. Like, he'll go down maybe top 10, top 15 all time, but I don't think you could talk about GOAT. He wins this year, leaves Golden State, wins another one. Then I think he's. I don't think he will. I still think LeBron, MJ, you know, they're still. But he can. You can. By the end of his career, that's going to be a legitimate conversation. Yeah, he'll be in the in the clubhouse after a round of golf with those guys, and he won't be like, "Why is this guy here?" You know, the goat clubhouse. Mm. He won't look out of place. Mount Rushmore. He, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> that's tough. It, yeah, it just depends though. If he wins like two or three, then that's like when the debate really gets going. I don't care if he goes to New York and Kyrie comes with him. Like, if they even have a dominant team, then and Zion gets drafted there. The fact that that would he, be so cool to watch. That would be insane, dude. I hope for it. I'm, I kind of. I kind of don't, though, because then I feel like Zion won't progress. Like, we won't see 100% Zion. I mean, maybe, but bold take on Zion, he's got a five-year window to be dominant. What do you mean? I think he's too big and too athletic to keep his body in shape and perform how he did this year in college. I don't know, man. I think his body's going to fall apart, and he's going to become he's gonna an He's going to have a five-year professional? <laughs> well, no, I think he's going to play, you know, another however many seasons after that. But I think he's going to be a middle-of-the-road star player, not... Dominant. Interesting. I think he's too big and too athletic. That's a take you're squatting on. Yeah, and I can't wait for it to be right. In I think 10 he's years. <laughs> too big and too athletic to where his body can keep up with him. I think it's just there's a reason big guys don't play long. Yeah. We'll see though. He's completely different. We don't even know where he's going. I mean I want to see him on the Hawks. That'd be fun. I think it would just be cool for the Knicks to get three star players in one offseason and all of yeah. a sudden just snap your fingers and they're fucking and half the universe. Fades to yeah, this. yeah, that too. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I want to see Zion on the Hawks. That'd be fun. I don't know other teams that are in the running that I would want to see him on. I'd have to look at a list. I know the Bulls would probably suck because didn't they change like how the draft picks work type thing? Yeah, the top three teams now all have the same percentage. Yeah, it's not like guaranteed like you get percentages and stuff. Well, there's percentages, but they evened it out more. So the one through three all have the same percentage. Four has 12.5%. Five has 10.5%. Six has nine. And then, what, seven through nine has six. Like, they kind of just bunched them together more. That way it would try to keep teams from tanking. Yeah. 
keep it competitive. Yeah, but Phoenix would kind of suck. Um, Chicago, like I said, would suck. Washington would be like the worst case scenario. It's probably just going to be the Knicks. Let's be honest. Knicks or Cleveland. Imagine he goes to the Cavs. That would be cool. I'd like to see that. I'd be okay with it. Zion being like the second coming. And then everyone, you know, if Zion ever won a ring, it'd be like, oh, Zion, we love you more than LeBron. I don't know about that, You know the D-Wade-LeBron dunk photo? Yeah. There'd be photoshops of LeBron taking D-Wade's place and Zion dunking behind him. That'd be cool. Guaranteed Photoshop. Yeah. They probably will have you do it. I will do it. (laughs) Yeah, it could be LeBron like doing that and then Zion like dunking like an NBA title if Zion ever wins an NBA title like in Cleveland. If he does, I'm 100% impositive Bleacher Report will tweet it out, Jason. They're the perfect account for that. Yeah, they probably already have the meme made. Yeah, they like have right it now as we talk. It's in the chamber. It's already, <laughs> it's already loaded, locked and loaded. I was gonna say something else about basketball, but I completely lost my train of thought. Should put on the outline, Jay. No, I just thought about it right now, but I don't. We're just talking about where you know free agents could go, dominant teams, Zion Williamson, KD the go. I don't know. Tyler's dominant. Um, you know, just dominant library what? of knowledge. I heard that Miko sent you a picture of the diamond he pulled in diamond dynasty and you told him that you wish you didn't sell your playstation yeah who told you you were gonna regret that <laughs> i don't think it ever came up actually <laughs> oh my god I, that was literally the first thing i told you yeah i know jason because it, at first it was just you and like i liked playing you at the show but it was like jason's not always on he's like sometimes he's in vega like whatever now miko's playing it too and i'm like fuck we all could be playing the show yeah now it's a group thing when there's three people yeah and me and Miko have a lot of fun raging on it. I'm sure. I'm going to buy it back. Don't do that. <laughs> I love you, Brandon, but don't do a Brandon. Selling his, uh, Brandon, please tweet us and let us know how many times you've sold and repurchased an Xbox. I think it's just once. I don't know how much money he's lost off of that. I don't know, Brandon. Let us know. How many? I think he's only done it once. I think he's only sold his Xbox once and rebought it once. Might have been twice. I think it's twice. Or he sold his Xbox and upgraded. To he like sold a, it, got the S, and then sold the S, S and, and then, then rebought one later. Yeah. He just bought a new remote that broke apparently the first day. Ooh. He's gonna return it. I think he sold his other remote when he did that too. Yeah. That's a tough look. <laughs> Speaking of tough looks, I don't know how that's a transition. More MCU talk. Tough look for us. Thought we would branch out more, but nope. Still got MCU stuff, even after Endgame. <laughs> Speaking of Endgame, I'm seeing it again on Mother's Day. Are you? My mom, that's what my mom wanted to do for Mother's Day, so I'm going to see it a second time. Going to be the number one movie of all time, probably, by then. Box office. They got a, They still have a, a decent way to go. They're at 2.2 already. Yeah, but the record's like 2.7. Yeah, Jason, they're already at 2.2 over like two weeks. But they it really dips after those two weeks. If you look at Infinity Usually War, it, it really dips after really the first dips. week. No, Infinity War was still pretty big the first two weeks. They have a chance. I'm saying it's I think probably, they probably probably will they catch probably it. will, but I don't think it's a a for sure thing. I think it's a hundred percent for sure that they eventually get there. Also, I I got some I got an issue with me. No, just with oh, box office. The way you records. said that. No, why the fuck do people give Titanic credit for being the like second highest grossing movie? Because it time? was. It was released. And then, like, 13 years later, re-released on 3D. And they, they add all of those together. It took it 13 years to break $2, two billion. Are you dollars. sure that's why it's number two? Or Well, now it's number three. 
There was there because yes, I am because there was a thing and it said like how many days it took each movie, each of like the five movies that have done it to break two billion dollars. Endgame did it in like eleven days. Um, I think Avatar was like forty three, Infinity War was forty four, or something like that. Uh-huh. Titanic was like fourteen hundred. <laughs> It didn't break $2 billion when it originally released, and then they re-released it in 3D, and then it broke $2 billion and yeah. jumped up to second. Because they released it like a fucking decade later. So That's cheap. Endgame needs, yeah, 500 and... Eight, 17 more million. 517 million On to a pass weekend? Avatar. I mean, it's Mother's Detective Day, Pikachu's probably... coming out. Oh. That's still not going to be number one. I think Endgame <laughs> still sells more than Pe- Peach, uh, Detective Pe- Pikachu. That's a hard name to say. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at like Infinity War, let's see, week one. Oh, this is only domestic. This isn't worldwide. Yeah. Okay, so this is only domestic. So the the worldwide number is obviously going to be more. But it went from three hundred thirty eight second week one forty seven third week eighty and then thirty eight twenty seven fifteen. Like it just I don't know. Yeah, it drops off. But. 500 million is a lot to do, Ty. You okay, but you need know, like the other movies, Jay, took them almost 43, I believe it was 43 days to meet, reach $2 billion. But that's why Avatar is number one because people kept seeing it and kept seeing it. Like, I don't know how many people are going to go back and watch Endgame. I know I am, but I wouldn't know if my I mom didn't want to go. Plenty of people are. Well, it see, only, I'm not rooting against it. I would like days. it to be number one. No, I'm, I'm thinking it's a lock is all I'm arguing for. I just, I don't think it's a lock Honestly, yet. Honestly, I would be happy about it, but it's not like I really give a fuck if it does or not, you know? It's like, whatever, it's a good movie. I hope it does, as a fan of it. Dang, Star Wars The Force Awakens did almost a billion dollars domestically. That's insane. That is insane. To compare, Endgame's only at 644, and then to Avatar was 760. I don't know. It, it just depends how many people go back and see it, Ty. Captain Marvel, 23rd all time. That's insane to think about. How good Marvel is. They're just a movie here recently. It was like one of all and time. I thought we concluded it was a good movie. Okay, when we did our rankings, though, it was like eight on our MCU list. Yeah. That's a good movie, but I'm saying not like a dominant MCU movie. Yeah. It's still fucking top 25 all time selling. Well, top 25, you have Captain Marvel, Captain America Civil War. They have a lot in like, I think the top 10 and then not as much in like the 10 to 20. Well, from 25 to one, they have Captain Marvel. Civil War, Iron Man 3, uh, Black Panther, Age of Ultron, The Avengers, and Infinity War, and Endgame. How many of those are top 10? Black Panther, Age of Ultron, The Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame. So they have five out of the top 10. And then they have three from 10 to 25. Yeah. So it drops off a little bit. You got Aquaman, 21st all time. $1.1 $1.1 billion Aquaman did. Can you believe that? You know what's really, that really sucks? It's got to be. The DCEU? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be so hard for people to make just standalone films. Like someone just writes a script and makes a film. Because box office, like, total numbers are down. Yeah. Which means all of the fucking money is going to these record breaking movies. Yep. Which means, you know, the leftovers are probably not making jack shit. I mean, you think about it, everything's pretty much an adaptation or a sequel nowadays. Yeah, especially if you want to make money. Like, how often does a, you know, brand new script, not an, ad- no, not an adaptation, just a fucking Avatar. Writer. I don't know if Avatar was based on anything. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's just got to be tough. That was even a while ago, though. 
They changed the release date for the new Avatar. I think it's like 2021. I think it's something. so stupid they're making all those movies. They're making three more Star Wars, too. Oh, they confirmed another trilogy? Mm-hmm. I thought they were taking a break. Wow. Sorry, I screamed in the mic. Development for Avatar began in 1994. It didn't come out until 2009. That's wild. Dude, what was... I've never seen it. What's so good about it? Nothing. The reason it made all the money is because it jumped... It was like one of the first blockbuster movies with 3D. I've looked into it. It made all of its money because they were selling $20 tickets for 3D. Wow. And the visuals and everything with it being 3D, it jumped. It was like one of the first things to jump on the new technology. Because it's an AM movie. It's good. It's really fucking long, though. The Avatar ride at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. Wow. (laughs) Probably the most breathtaking ride I've ever ridden. Ever. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but besides Avatar, if we go through, like, you figure Endgame, you know, obviously comic book adaptation slash sequel. Titanic. I mean, I guess it's kind of like screenwriting, but it's still based off the ship that sank. wonder how it ends. <laughs> um, Frozen 14 would probably be the first, like, truly original. But no, that was based off a book. Was um, it really? Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, Incredibles 2, Fate of the Furious, Iron Man 3, Minions... That's kind of that's original. Oh no, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Skyfall twenty fifth. No, that's James Bond. Oh yeah, come on, dude. That's part of one of the biggest um, movie franchises besides the MCU. Uh, Star Wars Episode One. No, that's not. It's technically the fourth one, then, right? Yep. Zootopia thirty seventh. <laughs> I guess, but even those, it's animated. Yeah. You can try to find a non animated original movie. Dude, it's like numbers. impossible. Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's it's still it's a documentary. It's not like an original script. I mean, it kind of is, but I don't know, man. That's that's tough. You know, it's a biopic, so it's not even. Well, wow, Thor Ragnarok didn't even make a billion dollars. Independence Inception seventy four. I don't know if that's based on anything. I don't know. That's a great fucking movie. Never seen it. It's fucking wild. Takes you on a roller coaster ride. Ride. Yeah, I've never never saw it. Well, it's hard to make a movie, Jay. That's why we're making one yeah, that we haven't even started. Mold. Low budget. We haven't even started. Probably will never finish if we're being honest. Oh, uh, bullshit. I doubt it. Bullshit. But what makes you think we're going to finish that? Me. What have we done? I've been working on it a lot. I'm sorry. You haven't been pulling your weight. We're all busy, bro. We're going to make time. If you're not working, you're tired from work. Not on the weekends. What if you got a dance competition? That's an issue, but we have no deadline. <laughs> make it work. Oh, shit. This thing's going to come out in like two years. <laughs> That's okay. But yes, MCU-wise, Spider-Man Far From Home released the first trailer post-Endgame. Heavy spoiler warning at the beginning of it, because it jumps right off of Endgame. So, spoiler warning, if you have not seen Endgame, maybe just end the podcast now. Love you guys. Okay, for those that have seen Endgame... Um, <laughs> I love that look. You totally, <laughs> totally, stole, st- I didn't know what to say. To- so, so, totally stole that from uh, part of my yeah, take. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. Um, Spider-Man: Far From Home. You know, they released it had the spoilers because it talks about how Tony Stark died and he's no longer there for Spidey, and it's the whole like you got to be the the leader now, and that's what Tony would want you to. Do. Tony wouldn't have snapped if he didn't know that you would have been alive still or whatever. Hit you right in the gut. Mm. Right, sad Te- trailer. Teary-eyed Peter Parker. It was a sad trailer. Real sad trailer. Um, real 
Dropped a bombshell in Information bomb. Bombshell. MCU multiverse. Confirmed. Possibly confirmed. Confirmed. Possibly confirmed. If you don't know what a multiverse is, it's pretty much that there's multiple universes. It's... So in the comic books, it's their excuse for being able to t- use, you know, Peter Parker, who came out in the 60s, is still a teenager. Mm-hmm. They jump around universes. They, you know, they can tell one storyline, have him die, and then, oh, he's still alive in this universe. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's different universes where parallel realities, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what they use in the comic books. They call it the multiverse. Yep. Spider-Man into the multiverse or spider whatever the movie's called. Great movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's based on, you know, the multiverse idea. Mm-hmm. First time we see it in the MCU. Any talk about yep. it or anything. I was skeptical. They released another <laughs> little short, like, uh, clip thing. Tyler texted me an essay why it wasn't true. <laughs> Made me less skeptical. And all I put was, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mysterio is a good guy so far in the trailers, though. He's not going to be a good guy. He's from another reality, Jay. I will bet five thousand dollars that he's who's the villain of this film this film the eternals not the eternals the elementals the the rock and storm and no no dude you could see it from a mile away yeah it's really isn't he a villain in the comic book no he is a villain in the comic books and his first comic book is him looking like he makes himself look like a hero and betrays spider-man to look like a hero very first comic book wow can't see that one coming but maybe it's a little misdirection Maybe, yeah. maybe he's like the next Loki. Because you don't want to waste Jake Gyllenhaal in one movie. That's true. That's an A-list actor. Might be expensive to keep Jake Gyllenhaal for that long, though. Yeah, but they just got someone real big off the budget with, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Maybe he's the next Loki. Loki's dead. He's getting his TV series. Yep. Keep Jake Gyllenhaal in as the bad guy that everyone likes. That could be it. But the multiverse, you know, that's 100% how they're going to write the X-Men in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, well. they're not... It's not any of the same people, though, right? I hope not. Either way, it's lazy. I'm going to say it. It's lazy. I don't like it. What else are they going to do to explain that there's been like this group of mutants with all these superpowers, pretty much, that haven't done anything the entire time? The snap caused it. The snap caused the multiverse to rip open. Yeah, that's boring. The snap caused them to become mutants, to ex- expand on their Ow. you know, evolution or whatever. Say it happened during the first snap, when half people dusted... The energy fucked with some people. They've had five years now to train for their powers and everything. So you can have them established as heroes. Yeah. But, you know, not do the same backstory. Either way, that's how they're going to write them in. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate. Um, Really hope they bring Deadpool. I'm excited, dude, because if they make a new Deadpool or they make the... uh... What's the name? X-Force. X-Force. Because I think that's his next movie. Yeah. Like the end credit scene can can be him just like be so much more marvel stuff in it yeah like he could suddenly somehow you know i don't know they can explain it however they want how they get to these different multiverses i'm sure that's something we'll learn in spider-man it could be like him going to like the marvel multiverse and then trying to cuss and he just keeps getting like censored or whatever he's like where the f- am i Dude, you know that would I mean? be so funny we see him like teleport into a universe and it's like a big and like he goes to avengers hq or something yeah you're like where the f- am i and, and he's just like nothing bleeping, he's like, like looks up like, fuck, like where the fuck can i cuss like yeah <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be That'd a good be way to perfect. do it. And then when you just see like Spider-Man or someone walk up, be like, hey. who are you? Yeah. They won't do that. I feel like we have the best end credit we d- theories. Do we need to, like, we just, just need write someone from credits. Marvel to listen to a podcast? Hire us. For real. 
But, and then, I don't, I wonder how they're going to explain, like, is that going to be the Fantastic Four 2? Probably. Probably. We're heroes in this universe. Now we're in this one. Probably. Um, I hope they go a different route. They don't introduce both of them the same way. I hope they introduce the Fantastic Four first, also. Yeah. I hope that sets up the, the Galactus and everything because Silver Surfer and well, they didn't have to. Yeah, they could do whatever they yeah. you know they can set it up any way they want now. But I just hope they bring in the Fantastic Four, um, get that casting going. You know who'd be a good? Um, I don't fucking know his name because I Which the one? movies were so bad. I've spent superpower. So long. The Rock guy, the thing. You know who should be him? The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I already know he's really casting funny. in the DCU, but I think he'd. Who would be perfect for him? The Rock? I'd say Batista, but Batista's already in a different role. But Batista would be good in that role. I think role. anyway they're going to be CGI'd over, so it just needs to be a voice actor. It has to be someone kind of buff, though. I think they can just CGI over it like they do the Hulk and Korg. But I still want someone buff, Tyler. While wow, it's shaking through the mic. You know what? What? I don't know how... The, I feel like there needs to be... I think the Fantastic Four need to be introduced in a Thor movie. So Korg and the Thing can just beef with each other. Be like, I'm made of rocks. I'm made of rocks. <laughs> I hope Korg's not done in the MCU. I think he might get a show, but I don't know if he'll be in the MCU I don't anymore. Think, I think with all the fan love and everything, he's got to still be there. Hopefully. And then what about Mr. Fantastic? Who would be a good Mr. Fantastic? I don't know, dude. Uh, hopefully. I'm trying um, to think. Who's like big actors now uh, that weren't big when the MCU started? The dude from The Office. Steve Carell? Not Steve Crow. <laughs> um, Jim. I can't think of his name. Do you know he was almost cast as Captain, Captain America? Yeah, Captain America. He's been. I think he's tried for Captain America, and there's one other role. <laughs> he's the guy that he casts like every single movie and never gets it. That'd be no. Funny. But seriously, there's been like two or three superheroes he's tried out for and made it to the final stages and then not made it. Damn. That's why it's perfect. It's his time to sh- fucking shine as Mister Fantastic. That sucks. I'm just trying to think if there's any like big actors who are big now. That weren't big when the MCU started that could, like, find their way into this. Well, I like, um, so we have Angelina Jolie, who's confirmed for the Eternals. Um, oh, really? I yeah, know she's going to be in the Eternals. There's one other dude. He's, like, a famous, he looked like an Indian actor. Um, I can't think <laughs> of his name, but, well, I, I don't know his name. It's very Indian, but I know the actor. And then a dude from Game of Thrones, who isn't on Game of Thrones anymore. He just got cast in the Eternals, too. The Boulder? No, what's his name? The Mountain? The Mountain, no. <laughs> the Boulder? Um, he was like one of the main characters in like the earlier seasons. And Here's a tricky one. What if Wolverine? Wolverine, I don't know what the fuck they do or how they please the fans with the recasting. Is there enough money to convince Hugh Jackman to come no. back? I think he's too old, too, for yeah, you to introduce him he's now. he's too old. You just dye his hair black. I mean, you could, and with their de-aging thing, they can make it work. I just think he doesn't want to do it anymore. No, He's done yeah. it for so many fucking That's what I'm saying. How much money? No, I don't think. 10 mil a movie? I, I think he has enough money from all of his other fucking movies. <laughs> I would like to see him come back, even for just something fucking short. Like a cameo? With Deadpool. Yeah. Because those two, there's so much stuff. Like, him and Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds, like, off-screen. Yeah. Joke about it and everything, and there's been, like, the after, the post-credit scenes. Yeah. Um. I don't know. A lot of people were saying um, the dude who played Venom, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see him, but he's already cast as Venom, so I don't know if they could use him as. Is a Venom Sony? Venom Sony. Okay. Um, That's not part of this. In the comic books, he's short and buff. Like he's a short dude. Yeah. You know, Hugh Jackman. You. Nothing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. 
<laughs> Hugh Jackman doesn't really look like the Wolverine in the comic books. Like Hugh Jackman's tall dude, like he's Kevin a short Hart. built motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I uh, I think they're gonna have to get a no name guy, and it's gonna piss everyone off, and he's just gonna have to do a great performance, well, like Tom Holland. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. And I don't know. Oh, did you know? Um, Gamora was an Avatar. Yeah. Dude, she's one of the main characters. She's like the face of the poster. Good for her. I didn't know that was her. One, two on the Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Good for her, man. Damn, Um, she's 40. Did you know? I thought this was a fucking whoa. In Endgame. We we already said this is a spoiler, right? Yeah. Good. In Endgame, they talk about like, oh, we're doing time travel and everything. Like Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, Sebastian Stan Stan was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Mm -hmm. Machine. He also, they also mentioned the big Lebowski, and the guy who's the big Lebowski was the villain from the first oh, Iron Man. Stain. Mm-hmm. Wild shit. Mm-hmm. There's some multiple realities going on for you. They already confirmed it in Endgame. Yeah, I mean, I saw that in a YouTube video. They're like, okay, I get they're mentioning video, like movies, popular movies, but like these actors are in these popular <laughs> movies. Like, where does the line be drawn? <laughs> I don't think they give a fuck. I no, think they it was said, funny. bring me my check. It was funny. Um, Spider-Man looks great, Oof. though. I keep punching the mic, dude. Yeah, you do. We've seen four different suits for the movie already. Yeah. Seen the Iron Spider stealth suit, uh, the Stark suit that he already had, and then like a black and red suit with wings. Yep, yep. I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it. Mary Jane apparently knows he's Spider-Man. Yep. I think right after that is going to be a, I'm just messing with you. I could see that. Because she did it, she did it in Homecoming, where she said something like, "Why are you being so sneaky, Peter?" or whatever. Yeah, like I'm just kidding. I don't care. Yeah, that's Zendaya, right? Yeah, she looks so young in that. Isn't she like twenty something? I think she just naturally looks so young. I just no, dude. She doesn't. Tom Holland's twenty something, but she doesn't look that young in like normal life. I feel like, like they do a really good job of making her look like a teenager. Maybe, I don't know. I think that's just generally how she looks. I have a theory about the MCU. I think I've talked about this off podcast. What's up, Jay? What are we at for the podcast? Wow. Um, so, I think I texted you. I might have texted you this. So, it is in Sony's and Marvel's contract, or Disney's contract, that they have to release a Spider-Man movie every so many years. Mm-hmm. The last one came out two years ago. So, I don't know if it's two years, because I feel like that's a lot of movies to make. You know what I mean? But they had to release Homecom- or Far From Home in 2019. And... I think their initial plan, if they didn't have to do that, because if you look at the movies they're making, they're making the Eternals sequel they're, or prequel. Well, kind of a prequel. Black Widow prequel. I don't really. They have they've announced that they're making movies, but they haven't really announced anything else yet. Like, what if the plan was to kind of take like two years off and not make anything that's like extending the MCU and give fans kind of like that break, like the off season? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're still gonna give you movies. Like kind of Star it's Wars not did. Advance the storyline. Like Star Wars did. We're gonna give you Rogue One and we're gonna give you Solo. Well, I'm, Solo might have came out the same year as one of the trilogies. I don't know, but yeah, Rogue still. Rogue One was definitely in between. We're gonna give you those movies that you're gonna enjoy and they're prequels and everything. But we're not gonna advance the story because we want to catch up to this five years later, you know, mm. and make it at least somewhat realistic. And I think maybe that contract thing is what's throwing a wrench in it, and maybe that's why he's still Phase Three. Maybe. Um, I will say I learned something about their sony and marvel's agreement uh-huh they agreed to three team-up movies and three solo movies for spider-man really we've had civil war infinity war and endgame homecoming far from home 
He has one solo movie left on their contract. They better renegotiate. They either renegotiate or... They buy the rights back. Or Sony says, hey, we just made a billion fucking dollars off Far From Home, probably. Time to take him and use the multiverse and have him go in with our Venom movie that isn't a part of the MCU. Dude, that would fucking suck. You just blew, you just really hurt my heart. I would be so upset. I'd still watch it, but I'd be so sad. I think that's the issue. I think everyone would be upset, but they'd still go and watch Tom Holland versus Tom Hardy. <sighs> Dude. And Spider-Man isn't in the next Avengers because well, of... But you said three solo movies, so he still has one more solo He's movie after Far From Home. He's got one more solo movie home. after Far From Home, but he doesn't have a team-up movie. He can't be in another Avengers, well, not they a could Civil always, War. always re- renegotiate. Well, that's what I'm saying. They would have to, but as it sits right now... That would suck. They have one more movie after this with Tom Holland, or they have to renegotiate. That would suck so bad. And I mean, I don't know if they're just really counting on their people. They're going to say, fuck it, and pay as much as they have to pay Sony. Yeah. But they're kind of setting it up like the world needs another Iron Man. Yeah, I know. Too bad we only have one more movie with you before we have to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Like, <laughs> They should have negotiated that where his contract ended after Endgame. That way, if they couldn't renegotiate, it's just like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, they just leave him dead in Endgame. He makes a sacrifice with Tony. They share the glove. <laughs> Me and or, you, or for Tony. Oh, shit. No. Here he died. Here he dusted once. <laughs> How much of a dick move that would be if we watch him have the saddest scene in Infinity War. They bring him back. Which is in our intro. It is. Yes. Nice. They bring him back, and then he fucking kills himself and dies in Endgame. I mean, everyone knew it wasn't going to happen because Far From Home, but goddamn. Should we tweak our intro a little? Yeah, we might need to. Maybe keep it up with the times. I'm saying add something endgame. I am Iron Man. But that was kind of slow. That was like a long, maybe I am inevitable. I don't know. Or even just throw in the one from the first movie. Because he just says, I am Iron Man. Korg. Maybe need a Korg quote. Maybe a little bit Korg. Maybe, uh... Did you see, I, I think I sent you a meme the other night, and I don't think you responded, and it was hilarious, Ty. Oh, no, yeah, I sent it to you on text. Did you text me something? It was a what? yeah, oh, yeah, you responded with laughing faces. It's, it's when Avengers help us defeat Thanos, <laughs> Thor can't play Fortnite Avengers, Thanos' is new Master 69. Thor going full fucking electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I saw one thing. It makes no fucking sense, and I don't know. They can't do it, but what if the bully from Homecoming, Flash Thompson, mm-hmm. is new Master 69? <laughs> <laughs> and like he's a well, he would have been dusted. That's what I'm saying. Oh. He's a chaperone or something on the trip, but he was the guy fucking arguing with Thor <laughs> on Fortnite. I was like, that's funny. Yeah, they wouldn't do that, but that would be funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um it's exciting. Every week there's something new coming out. They just don't stop. We just don't know what's going on. That's why this this period right now is kind of like, what are they going to do? But I look honestly, at us. I honestly forgot about Spider-Man. Like, I'm glad they released the trailer. Because <laughs> I was like, Endgame's over. All right, cool. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Look at us. Looking forward to Endgame for so long. We get it. And now we're already talking about what's next. How about we just appreciate what we got? That's why they just keep reeling us in. I know. For real. I was telling Riley something about Endgame because I was I've been really after our podcast and I might have said this on our review podcast I've been really wrestling with what movie was better Endgame and Infinity War and after letting Endgame sit and not having recency bias the debate got closer and closer for me and here's where I here's where I came to a conclusion 
I think Endgame was more enjoyable and was the better movie. And part of that is probably because of the experience it was and kind of like the cultural impact and everything. Absolutely. But I feel like they could have... I feel like Endgame hit 90% of its potential. They could have done better. It wasn't the perfect movie. Whereas Infinity War, I don't see how they could have done it better. Does that make sense? There was a tweet and it said, list five movies that you view as perfect. You wouldn't change one scene. It doesn't mean they're your favorite movies ever, but for what they did... Did you say Infinity War? Perfect plot, wouldn't change one scene, wouldn't change anything. I put Infinity War on there and not Endgame. I would have wow, changed look at things. us agreeing I would have changed not even knowing it. Yeah, I would have changed things about Endgame. I love Infinity War. I think Endgame was made more for go to the theater and watch it the first time as an event. Yeah. I think Infinity War was made more as a rewatchable movie. Yeah. Which one do you like more? I After like, saying Endgame was better than The Dark Knight. <laughs> I think the experience was. I yeah. think that experience of going to the theater, it was the best movie I've ever gone and watched in a theater. Dude. Ow. Dude, I'm going to... I can you stop punching you this mic? Do that. That's our new lo- our new saying when Cap says Avengers assemble. What? In the final fight scene where he's like Avengers and it shows everyone he's like assemble. Oh, throw that in our yeah. opening thing. Okay, that was you kind of jumped back to that there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I feel. So I I think Infinity War was the better rewatchable movie. I think Endgame the experience, nothing's ever going to compare to. Well, it. I'll let you know when I rewatch Endgame. Yeah, let me know. Dude, I don't know, though, because I rewatched the final fight scene last week in Vegas, and I started tearing up. Get you. <laughs> I legitimately almost started crying, dude. I was like, this is so awesome. And it wasn't even the full fight scene. It was like two minutes. It was just when it, everyone was coming through the portals, and he said Avengers Assemble, and they all started running. That was pretty much it. Yep. I started tearing up. I love all the stuff, like the conversations going on on Twitter about it and everything, about the scene where Thor calls for Milner uh-huh. when he's back in time, and it actually comes to him. Yeah. And like how everyone, you know, he was made as the laughing stock of the movie. He's fat Thor and everything. Yeah. But like if you really look at it, like that's a man with fucking PTSD who failed. You know, his life goal is to protect everyone he loves. His fucking brother died. His dad died. His, you know, his half his freaking half everyone died. His, he has a chance to he doesn't ke- even have his land. Yeah, he's got a chance world. to fucking avenge all of his people and everything. Fucks it up. And then goes and kills the guy to where there's no chance of reversing anything. So he fucking completely lets himself go and everyone, oh, that's ha ha ha. Like he has had a fucking mental breakdown, like was completely yeah. destroyed. Goes to Asgard and everything, trying to help them. It's a complete fucking mess. And then, you know, just because you, sh- it was like, just because you struggle with the mental illness and everything mm-hmm. doesn't make you less worthy. worthy. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's actually pretty fucking deep. Yeah. I was like, I didn't, even, I didn't even get that the first time. I was too busy laughing at Fat Thor. Yeah, they could have done a better job. The one part I didn't like about that is because I've thought about that too is when uh, Rocket kind of like slaps him, like he's having like a mental breakdown. But it was for comedic effect. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that for comedic effect. If they wanted to get that point across, they should have done it like kind of how Tony had his whole PTSD after the Battle of New York. Yeah, I watched a YouTube video about we, that. We probably watched this yeah, YouTube it was the video, same one, and they talked about how they did such a good job with Tony's PTSD and saying, you know, there's a thing where he has an anxiety attack and goes into a suit and he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Is yeah. my heart or whatever? And it's like, you're just, you just having a panic attack. Like, yeah. It's your fucking mental illness. Like, and, um, they do such a good job in Iron Man three of dressing that. And then they use it completely for jokes in this movie. Yeah. Which I was like, I mean, if you look at it, they could have done it better, but I think they still did a pretty decent job. It was just hidden behind all the comedy and shit. Yeah. But that's what they're doing with Thor now. That's their MO with him. He's, He's a comedy guy now. Yeah. So many people love Ragnarok. 
Rightfully so. It's a lot better than the first two Thors. A lot of there's some hardcore movie fans that don't like it though, because of the comedy. Because people don't think comic books are funny, are they not? I think so. But comic book movies can't be funny. I watched the first Thor the other day. It wasn't that good. I watched Iron Man one right after we saw Endgame, and I was blown away by how much of the movie I did not remember. Really? Everything from him back from the cave, like I didn't remember. I could probably still go scene for scene for that movie. I didn't remember any, like when I was watching the final battle, I was kind of like sitting there like, how's he going to beat him? We talked about this the other week. You didn't even remember that bad guy. Yeah. On one of the podcasts. You yeah. didn't remember the villain. Yeah. I still remember all Now that. I do. That's good stuff. I, I'm going to rewatch all of them, Ty. Do it. You know what I was thinking of? What? I think it's crazy how people, it used to be when the Star Wars came out, it was like, dude, let's sit down and watch all six movies in a row. People yeah. like, oh my God, that's so fucking much. Harry like, Potter. We can't do that. We can't watch all eight Harry Potters. Let's fucking watch. There's 22 goddamn MCU films that people are just powering through. Yep. That's how crazy the MCU fans are. And I love it. And we're one of them. 100%. Um, all right. Wrap it up. Yeah, um, we're, getting, we're getting long here. I had a trivia time with Tyler that I completely forgot to do that Miko gave me the idea for. We'll save it for next week. I'm fine with that. We'll save it for next week. It's a good one. Miko, sorry. Also, our giveaway winner. We didn't do that. The giveaway winner. Yes. For the $25 Fandango gift card. That no, that was one last week, but no one claimed. No one ever claimed it, and we said we were only announcing it on, on the podcast. The podcast. And which then, we are now doing right now. Yeah, we notified people on uh, Twitter about it. We're not announcing one. it on Twitter. So you have to be listening. And if don't let the person who won know that they won. They got to they gotta listen, you know? Is it us trying to boost our, our listeners? Yes, it is. I'm not going to lie. Why would I lie to you? That's the whole point of it. But... We're giving away free things, and then once this $25 Fandango gift cards are, you know, claimed, we got another giveaway to come at you, or come claim at you. We have another giveaway to come at you. Come, gonna, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to be giving some stuff away. We got some giveaways. The main thing... We've already done one giveaway. The main thing to know is, this week's Who's winner, winner, $25 Fandango gift selected. card. Who was it? Help you get going. Make sure they follow us. They do follow us. Okay. They did tweet and share us with a friend. Okay. Roger F. What's up, Raj? Roger F. 5422-9496. He follows Congratulations. us. Congratulations. You just won a $25 Fandango gift card. Hit us up. DM us on Twitter. And uh, it's yours. If you don't say anything by the next episode of the podcast. Well, don't DM, just tweet us. You don't have to DM us because I don't think we follow them. And if we follow them, that might be kind of giving it away. E- either way, just let us know. Um, you have until, so this like, drops on the 10th, you have until the 17th. By the time the next podcast drops, if you have not claimed... Well, it's got to be by re- when we record. So Thursday. By when we record, yes. You're right. You're right, Ty. Yeah. Well, no. Well, we can't be like, oh, he didn't win, so we announced the winner, and then he claims it before we post the episode after we're done recording. Yeah, I think that's what we did last time, so it kind of took two weeks. Okay, so Roger, you have until... So today's podcast dropped on the 10th. You have until noon on thursday what if we record on wednesday then that'll just be all for it we already established you have until noon on thursday may 16th to tweet at us that you won the 25 dollars gift card and if you're listening now and you didn't win make sure not to tell roger so it carries over and you can and win you can next get week. it next week absolutely remember that everybody you have a beautiful night or day depending on when you're listening
Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 